All right, episode two of Tyler's Movie Corner. We're here. Got Tim Lowe with us. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, created out of pure boredom. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's the phrase? The necessity is the mother of invention. So there's a lot of uh, invention going on now. Yeah. Most of it's just people starting movie podcasts. Have there, has, this, has this been like a common thing, movie podcasts? Yeah, I've seen a couple pop up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're stealing from those people. Well, I was going to start one before quarantine mm-hmm. happened, but I was just uh, procrastinating and being lazy. Ah. Yeah. Because I, I talked to you about it before that. Oh, yeah, we... that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When? That was, that was months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just never got it off the ground. Uh, well, like the... Uh... <laughs> Like all things, um, a lot. Of, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what's going to come out of this because there are like stuff like this that that are that are happening um, in in a in a grander scale. Um, there's obviously going to be some aftermath to this. Hopefully, more more positive than than unpleasant. But I, I have a feeling that it, it's going to be business as usual when it comes to like politics and and, and all that nonsense. Yeah, I don't think any of that's going to change. You think it would, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The pe- people act like they care about this shit, and then they, like, I don't talk about it because I think it's boring. But yeah, I yeah, see yeah, all yeah. the people tweeting about it online, <laughs> and you're like, they seem to care, and they're yeah. st- they're still doing nothing. Yeah, no, no, nothing's gonna happen. Uh, I, I I love the the Jim Jeffries bit about how after 26 people in a in a, in a you know little little children in a in, in a school were murdered by guns that just don't need to be around you would think that something would no let's just let's just keep let's just keep going let's just keep keep the train going right along yeah yeah i uh was it when uh bernie stepped down and everyone was freaking out i uh i tweeted out saying like yeah i don't like to talk about politics because it's boring and not fun but uh what, what does it have to take for a uh, politician to start swimming with the fishes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, it's like it's, it just seems like people should be dying at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was a couple. I think Rand Paul uh, was one of the first politicians who who got the who got the Rona. Um, hopefully, there'll, there'll be more. And if we're so lucky, some of them will be able to uh, kick the bucket, and we'll get some. Uh... Actually, it doesn't matter who gets in power because they're all yeah like. If, if you and this is, this is the last thing that we'll talk about politics because I completely agree it is boring and, and useless. Yeah. It, 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 for anyone to think that so and so is going to be our savior, like even with someone like 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 I think Bernie Sanders is probably the closest that we have to a non maniacal, egocentric, crazy person. Um, uh, but whoever wants to be president has got to be out of their fucking mind to think that I'm I'm the answer person. I've got I've got all the like no, like no one should. It's just, it's just, it's like this delusional thinking that you think you have all the, like the answers, or do you would even want to be in that level of, of um, decision making and, and responsibility? Yeah, I don't get it at all. I'm, I, I like muted like most words that have to do with politics on Twitter, so I don't have to see the tweets, but some of them still nice. slip through. Yeah. Well, you said this is the the second episode he's done of this. Yes. What um, was uh? What was number one? 
Mia, I had Eric on, uh, and we talked about killing them softly. Uh, uh, the Dave Chappelle special, or is no, there a movie called that? Movie from 2012 starring Brad Pitt. Oh. Yeah. Uh, directed by Andrew Dominic, who did the assassination of Jesse James. Oh, uh, okay. I know that one. Yeah. It's a pretty solid movie. Um, got a lot of political... Uh, undertones, which I think is part of why Eric likes it so much. He's a political uh, oriented guy? Yes, definitely. I just, I guess because so many of his, so many of his sets have just been, you know, drinking and, and drugging and making awful decisions. I don't see him as like a, a smart person. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, th- he likes to pretend that he's dumb. Oh, he he does a great job of that. Yeah. So he's actually a pretty like informed citizen and like uh like keeps himself knowledgeable with with at least with politics. Yeah, um every job he's had since I've known him at some point he has been like I'm going to start a union at my job and then he ends up just quitting. Wow. Those are some 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 big ideas coming from that guy. Yeah, he's like he's like I'm gonna start a union at the Amazon warehouse, and they just like just stop showing up one day. <laughs> like, that that's more like the Eric that I know yeah. than the inspired version of him. Yeah, ideas but no follow through. Yeah, all yeah, all that, that that's like a uh, most starting off comics. Yeah. So, uh, have you been watching movies to try and make your way through this quarantine? Um, well, I, obviously I watched mid, uh, is it Midsummer or, or Midsomar? Cause I have, I've heard multiple pronunciations. I just say Midsummer. Okay. Um, uh, I watched that. Not, a, not a whole lot. Uh, I remember when I was growing up, I loved going to the, to the, to the theater and, uh, it was never my father's thing. And I'm like, how can you not like going to the, the movie? This is, this is so much fun, Dad. This is crazy for you not to like it. And then now, it's just, it, it, it's not, like, I'll, I'll catch them every once in a while when, when, I, when I feel inspired. Um, I saw 1917, which was c- c- cinematography. Cin- the cinematography in that is just incredible, g- great. Um, similar, with, uh, similar with Midsummer. Um, I'll, I'll go to the theater for stuff like that. Um, but not passing the time now. I saw a couple documentaries, the Mr. Rogers one, um, uh, the one about Gilda Radner, uh, Love Gilda. Um, and I think there might've been another one. A while back I saw Lady Bird, but that was, uh, that was a waste. You didn't like Lady Bird? No, it was like, it was uh, parts of it. Yeah, parts of it were, 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 were nice. But I, I think the way that it concluded, it was just very like, I saw that coming. She, you know, she talks to her mom. Like, okay, you know, um, I forgot what it was. Um, I think someone tweeted a while. I think whenever Get Out came out, what was that? 2017, 18, 17, 16, something 17. like that. Yeah, there was there was um, um, a tweet that someone was upset that Get Out didn't win Best Picture. Uh, and uh, the cat that was the caption complaining about it, and then there these four pictures of one was Lady Bird, 
and um, I think another one was uh, what was that um, another uh, like adolescent um, movie it's about a fat girl coming of age and she catfishes this guy because he thought that she was texting like a prettier girl in school I don't remember that um, well, either way, there were these four uh, uh, screenshots of the film, and each one was this uh, was the main character, a woman, who jumped into a pool, and uh, just a, a screenshot from 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 the movie, and the caption was something like, uh, "Get out doesn't win, uh, even though it was so original and, and different and whatnot." Um, yet every like adolescent young teenage girl movie has this scene. And it's always, it's this shot of, of a woman or a, a girl, teenager, in like a cannonball position who just plopped into a pool. And I never thought about how common of an image that was um, in those types of like middle school, high school kind of uh, women drama film. Yeah, because I guess it's like the stereotypical like uh, coming out of your shell moment and like going out in a bathing suit in front of your peers and being nervous and yeah, all essentially. that. Yeah. Um, uh, it does so, seem like uh, a, the easiest way to convey that possible. And, and I think with Lady Bird, I, um, uh, I had heard so much talked about it that I probably, it probably is much better than I give it credit for. Uh, I, I read a lot of reviews and I really like, um, uh, uh, Greta Gerwig. Is that who yeah. the, um, uh, uh, I liked her philosophy. I was watching a lot of her interviews. And I think I, I built that up in my head to be this, like, this is going to be incredible. This is going to be really good. And then higher expectation just led to me, like, I guess, being disappointed. Yeah, I um, I liked Lady Bird fine. I thought it was pretty pretty good. It had, yeah, moments of greatness and then other time, other moments where I was like, okay, this is just your kind of stare, your typical teenage movie type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like... Uh, I like the stuff Greta Gerwig's done with uh, Noah Baumbach more than the stuff she's done by herself. Who's Noah Baumbach? Uh, he directed the Mar- He directed Marriage Story that came out this year. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but him and, didn't see that one either. It's great. Uh, but him and her directed. He, I mean, they co-wrote uh, the movie Francis Ha together. That stars her. She's starring in that. That's great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that, but I heard good stuff about it. Yeah, Francis Ha's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I've been wa- I've watched so many movies uh, since this quarantine's happened. I uh, the one that really this week that really stood out to me was uh, the floor. I finally got around to watching the Florida Project. Um, came out that in two thousand seventeen. Tr- yeah, that sounds familiar. Oh, what's the synopsis of that? It's, um, it's a young girl and her single mother. They live in a budget motel outside of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willem Dafoe is kind of like the manager of the hotel, or like a, I don't know, groundskeeper of it or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the innocence of childhood in the summer, like them going on these little their own little advent, the kids going on their own little adventures around the motel and getting into trouble, and then like yeah. then like the overbearing like bleakness of the actual life they're living kind of is slowly coming in and encroaching on their innocence mm. yeah you like you like the heavy stuff the he- the heavy heavy drama stuff uh, i mean i like comedies too 
Oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I've always had a, a fascination with um, things that, uh, uh, I, I've always had a problem when people watch uh, any sort of piece of art and they take everything literally. And it's like these, uh, it's like these uh, people who read the Bible. It's like this is the literal word of God. No, it's a lot of an analogy and metaphor and whatnot. What does this stuff represent? You know, it's it's the storyline, and then this thing happens. Let's see if we can draw a metaphor. You know, it, it's a it's a message. It's a it's an image. Um, uh, things that let uh, leave me when, when I leave the theater or just uh, I when the movie ends, it makes me go, okay, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah, what was that about? Yeah, because if, if it's if it's spoon fed, it's like, all right, cool. If I, I'm I'm not I'm not thinking. It's not it's not challenging me. Yeah, yeah. I definitely if like uh if I get what the movie's about I'm, while I'm walking out, great. But if not, I will happily spend hours reading what other people think about it, interviews with the director, you know, getting really down into the core of you know, what the messaging, like the themes and messaging of the movie really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one time that I, uh, I, I, wa I watched a fight club, uh, really liked it. And then in the DVD extras, they had a um, commentary where Norton and Brad Pitt talked about the film as, as the, you can watch the film with their commentary on it. And, and I thought that that was interesting because uh, 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 for me to do that, because usually if I just watch a film, I watch it. Maybe I watch it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But but I like that same idea of getting really involved and and knowing all the ins and outs and what does you know what is what is that message or, or what is that image? What is that particular um, when, when you really get into the nitty gritty of it? Because then it becomes more of an art as opposed to just this. Oh, this is that's nice. On to the next thing. Yeah, that's why um, I want. Midsummer is a movie that yeah has a lot going on in it. Oh. Part of it, part of it's that's why and like I feel like uh I don't I've you know read hours upon hours of stuff about this movie <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't see many people who have come away with from it the way I did, which is mm. interesting. Um, so that and like you you know being like a therapist or whatever. Was yeah. one of the reasons I wanted to have you come on and talk about it because I wanted to see some of your thoughts on it. Yeah, um, uh, absolutely right. Uh, a, a ton going on. You, you can you can probably break down so many scenes and have to. Okay, you know this represents this. Uh, now this is coming in. Um, uh, I I think at the core, and this is this is what um, Ari Aster talked a lot about, is that it's ultimately a, a, a breakup movie. Um, uh, and, and I definitely see that obviously with the, you know, parting at the end and, and him being sacrificed and her making the decision, uh, it, it can also be like a, like a woman in, in empowerment, um, type of thing because, um, her dealing with the influence of, uh, social norms and, uh, shitty boyfriend, um, family problems, uh, Christian's buddies don't like her at all. And she, she knew that the, the, the whole time. So it's a, it's a finding uh, at times it, uh, I saw it as like a comment on how women find their voice uh, uh, um, among a society that maybe 
doesn't accept them or they have to work extra hard. People don't like them. Don't be like that. You know, all, all those stereotypes that women have to deal with because so often, especially when they, when they first um, took the mushrooms, when they arrived in, in Sweden, she puts her foot down initially and says, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good with this. Uh, I want to get my bearings first. Christian, I think one of the only times where he's uh, uh, um, supportive, he says, you don't have to if you don't want to. And then his friends come in, oh, we're going to be tripping at different times. It's going to ruin it. And then that's all she needs to hear to be, oh, I don't want to be the bitch. Um, so I imagine stuff like, stuff like that is what women have to go through all the time. Um, but you're right. There is a, a tremendous amount of, of, I think, relationships, women stuff. Um, aging, uh, those are like my, 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 my initial stuff. I imagine as, as we continue to talk, there'll, there'll, there'll be stuff, um, to come out when you said that out of all the reading that you've done, no one else has walked away with what you, what, what, what's been your take on, on everything. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with like the, uh, the breakup story angle. I honestly yeah. hadn't thought of the women's empowerment stuff exactly. That kind of is an interesting take on it. But uh, I like I think Ari Aster kind of downplays. Uh, like it is a breakup story, but I think it more is a movie dealing with the ideas of like grief, the grieving process, and isolation on like a much bigger level than just a breakup. Yeah. I think like it like uh, it understands those emotions in a really like complex way and like working them through you know this pagan horror movie is such mm -hmm. an interesting way to to do it like it's so it was so unexpected mm. grief yeah he, he he did mention that too um because it it starts off with a, a murder uh, or suicide. a double murder suicide which the beginning of that like shakes me to my core i've seen the really movie i've seen the movie three times that opening sequence like yeah shakes me to my core it wrecks me it's like yeah, night I, that's like night that's the scariest part of the movie to me yeah it's 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 the darkest uh both both uh well uh, maybe not darkest in terms of um it, it's in, in terms of cinematography it's the darkest everything else is shot in, in, in light which is i find really interesting for a horror film to be that brightly lit um uh yeah th that that whole uh what i like is that um and this is just from from i guess um aesthetics uh that whole opening is what like 10 minutes something like that at least it's pretty long yeah it's long and then you get the the opening title yeah uh, and just from an artistic i was like oh okay so so now the movie's starting yeah uh, and, and you're absolutely right. Very unsettling. Uh, that actress, uh, she is is phenomenal in Florence terms of Pugh, Yeah. Yeah. What what else has she been in? Um, she was in Little Women that just came out last year that uh, oh. Greta Gerwig directed. Oh, things are in, coming um, full circle already. <laughs> she was in uh, some re a wrestling movie, I think, a comedy, and uh, she's going to be in the new Black Widow movie. Hmm. Yeah, but she's uh yeah her career seems to be on the upswing big time. Yeah, big things are gonna come at her because she she portrayed, um, uh, uh, like I I was hooked uh, and, and I I immediately liked uh, that character 
right from the beginning. Um, uh, uh, that, that whole opening sequence of <clears throat> knowing that she's got some emotional baggage and not wanting to constantly bother Christian, you know, um, uh, although in that time, uh, uh, I, I can see, because I, I, I talk to people like this all the time who are trying to balance, am I being crazy or am I, you know, is it reasonable for me to reach out to someone who, who, who needs support right now? And, and that, that phone call to, to him in, in the beginning where, where she's upset and she's just barely keeping it together. She got this unsettling, that, that email, oh man, uh, you know, yeah. uh, times are too dark. Uh, mom and dad are coming with me. Goodbye. Like people that, 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 that's, that's very jarring. And when there's been a history of a bipolar family member who was pulled similar stunts to this in the past, it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Do I take it seriously or do I, um, uh, all right, well, that's just, that's just her again, you know, being her crazy bipolar self, uh, a very accurate portrayal of what the individual goes through from the family member, you know, knowing her sister. And then you go to, um, how she is still trying to accommodate, uh, Christians, you know, not wanting to overwhelm him. And then you go into the, 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 uh, the friends and how they feel about her. So many di dynamics working there and portrayed in, in a really realistic way. Yeah, and then like Raz, like right before the title sequence come up, like her wailing on the couch with Kristen, just like he's just there. He doesn't even he's not even like trying to console her. He's just you know a body in in the room, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that wail, <clears throat> like as, like her wailing as like the title sequence comes up and the drums. Uh, yeah really get going it's like jesus like what am i you're like oh i'm in for something very serious right now this is you know that's just um, the start the um uh yeah that, that that wailing stuck out to me too just a no 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 and because uh, i don't even uh, uh know if um like she made a she may have just been saying no and may not even have been aware that he picked up the phone. Yeah. It, it, it's possible that she was just so wrapped up in that shock, in that, in that trauma that um, uh, again, another very realistic portrayal of what people go through with grief, that they are just in this glazed over um, uh, surreal kind of out of body experience. Uh, yeah. But right, right from the beginning, totally hooked in. It's like, Holy shit, this is, um, I think what was also unsettling is when she's calling and the camera is set up on the, pa the parent's phone and you hear it ringing and then you go over and they're just lying in bed and you're like, Oh fuck. Like what, what on earth does that mean? Cause they're there. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, but they're not waking up. So obviously they're not fine. Um, uh, uh, there's the subtlety of that. A very quiet, um, um, uh, uh, subtle death with carbon monoxide poisoning. You just go in, uh, just you just die in your sleep. Juxtaposed to the violent, um, shocking death of the old uh, the seventy-two year olds who jump off the cliff, 
which is interesting because if you, you know, look at those two side by side, um, quiet, peaceful, um, uh, but very traumatizing to, uh, to Danny. And I think our culture, it's like, Oh my God, that that's, that's awful. Uh, and then you take them out and they have a similar, the, the Americans or, or the non community people, when they, the outsiders, when they witness the violent death of those people, uh, very similar. Uh, it's equally as shocking. It's equally as traumatic. Um, yet it's one is very peaceful. One's very violent. Their reactions are, are, are the same. Oh my God, this is death. And, and, and I'm, and I'm upset. Meanwhile, um, the community is like, oh yeah, this is, I'm, I'm so glad they gave their life. This is, this is a wonderful, joyous uh, occasion. Yeah. The, the, the perception of death and between, yeah, the Harga community and the Americans is like, yeah, it's a big, complete polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And like the rest, most of the movie plays out exactly how you'd expect you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like a you know a pagan horror movie to go, but I think that's kind of I think it happens like that, and that's the on purpose. That's the point because mm-hmm. it's like it's not about all the deaths. It's about going through this grieving process, finding a you know empathy and within this community, like finding a community to you know empathize with you and like really be actually be there for you. Mm. Um, because you know, there. I think that speech with uh, Danny and uh, what, uh, Paley. Uh, uh, which one? In after the uh, the sac- after the cliff jump, the oh yeah, he, conversation he comforts, they have together. He comforts her and says that I know what it's like. My parents died. Yeah, that um, that I've always had a family, and then does with asking, um about Christian, do you feel held by him? Uh. I think that's the central, that's like the central like scene in the movie that holds all, all together, I think. Yeah. Um, when, when I first was, was watching that, um, uh, uh, I, I initially got irritated with, with Pele's character because it was, uh, that conversation started to sound very similar to, um, before they left and he was introducing her and saying, Oh, you know, I, I'm really, uh, I really want you to come. And, um, um, and he had said, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry about your parents. I never got a chance to tell you. And I'm like, dude, like time and place. She doesn't want to hear this right now. I'm thinking from the psychology perspective, uh, she's happy. You're welcoming it. Don't bring up unpleasant stuff. And then he's, he's doing that again in, in the, in the beginning of that conversation to try to comfort her. And I'm like, dude, she's clearly traumatized. She's not doing well. She doesn't want to be brought up. She doesn't want to have her dead parents and sister brought up again. Um, uh, That's me coming from this perspective. But the more that you understand um, where that community's values and and sense of um, togetherness is, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. it's it's another i think that dialogue is on par with um the cliff jumping and when danny has the panic attack after she sees the um um christian having sex 
that, that, that orgy thing. Uh, the women help Danny and they all um, heave and, and, and grieve together. And they, she, they feed off of her emotions the same way that the group, when the old man breaks his leg, they all start wailing too. Yeah. Oh, and, and, at the, and at the end, when the one guy starts burning and he starts screaming, yeah. the whole, so they share that, um, that pain together. And looking back, that's what I saw Pele doing, talking to her uh, and saying, I, I know what it's like. I, I've, I've had a similar parental loss pain. And I was like, oh, okay, now I have a better understanding of where he's coming from, not just that, you know, my perspective. Yeah. But the and, traditional American perspective. Yeah, exactly. Like the traditional, like, I feel like for the most part, like uh, Americans or, you know, we uh get turned off by people's pain and like uh grief like we want we say we want to care and be there for people but like in reality it's like you almost want to you like i feel like on the for the most part people isolate from those people or the people can feel how unwanted they are and isolate themselves yeah and this movie like understands like how important like yeah like people like really being there for you and feeling your pain with you and like how like powerful that could be. I, I thought it was such a beautiful scene when, when she's hyperventilating and all the women are, are around her. And at first it's this, this like, they're uh, like, I got this sense like, why are they mocking her? Like they're, they're, they're making fun of her. Uh, but then, then, then their faces start to contort and, um, uh, uh, they, they do a great job of like, I felt that they were really feeling her pain. And I, I think there was a moment or at least, at least in, in how I interpret it, where she takes this, this big heave in and it, it's, it's so slight and, and subtle. You can barely notice it, but it, I got the impression that um, she wasn't freaked out. She wasn't um, getting turned off. She wasn't like, what are you guys doing? Leave me alone. I, I need space. It was this, this moment of um, they're with me in my hurt. And this is more cathartic than, you know, certainly anything Christian has ever um, given me. Um, it's, it's, it's a different approach to, you know, for that moment to be in someone's pain with them, allowing it to be there, but not staying in it. Yeah. Because it's eventually going to dissipate. You know, uh, emotions are are temporary. Yeah, that um, I every time I've seen the movie, I think I've cried from during that scene. Mm. Uh, and it's interesting because that scene is it cuts back and forth between that scene, which is so cathartic and powerful, and with the with uh, Christian in the sex ritual. That, which that's is right, and they're, they're doing hilarious. The same thing. Yeah, like yeah. One of the most bizarre, funniest scenes in the movie, and like, it doesn't undercut the power of the scene with Danny at all. I don't no, think. no, not at all. Yeah, which this movie is a lot funnier than uh, I expected it to be. Honestly, there's a lot, a lot of comedy within it. Yeah. Um... Nothing. Well, certainly the the um, the absurdity of of uh, at least at least the 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 older woman started thrusting 
and and he like looks like that 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 yeah. is the, it, it's not laugh out loud but it's certainly there there are moments that are like oh that that's that's a nice way to give a a, a nice little palate cleanse i don't know every every time i in the theater that scene gets laughs does it yes oh you oh you saw it three times in the theater yeah i saw the 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 theatrical cut when it first came out and then i seen the director's cut in theaters twice which i heard has uh so much more material of christian being a a, a dickhead yeah it's a like a it's one major scene added and then a lot of like conversations are longer mm-hmm. um and like the for the scene like it's a lot of like danny apologizing for things that are, aren't her fault Yep, that's it's like, perfect. Yeah, that's that's the woman, the woman and it's stuff. Like, so like, it's like crazy. Like one of them is like you're just like oh, he just is so shitty. Mm. And uh, yeah, the the director's cut really plays that up of him just being like a shitty boyfriend, like really distant and not willing to excel, like take it like a uh, responsibility for his shittiness. Yeah, uh, as as much as I as I uh, liked Danny, I immediately didn't like Christian. Like that, that actor did such a great job of portraying such a realistic guy. That uh, oh, I, I mean, I, I imagine you know someone like that that is just distant and and unresponsive and uh, cold. Yeah, yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah. You like see you see plenty of relationships where you're like, oh, this person just wants connection so badly, and this person could give a shit less. Yeah. The, the something throughout um, that uh, that like typical. Anytime you watch a horror film, it's like, oh, here we go. They're gonna go downstairs to check out the the, the noise, and they're gonna get killed. I, I was upset with. Um, um, uh, at the end or towards the end uh, Christian knew he wasn't in in good shape he, he wasn't doing well he just had this conversation with um, uh, one of the female elders about being approved for mating um, he uh, eats a, a pie that has a pubic hair in it and um, I'm pretty sure there was menstrual blood in his drink Oh, 100%. That was yeah. there. Um, and uh, then he goes to, um, he's watching the, 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 the May dance. He's not in his right mind. He is down. He's not paying attention. Danny continues to do her thing, and she's succeeding, getting closer to being the May queen. Um, and he gets offered more psychedelic tea. And he knows. You've got to know at that point, probably not the best thing to do at this point. I, 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 I found it so irritating that at that point, with all of his friends missing at this point, uh, this is very late in the film, that you would still make an unwise choice like that. But, like, yeah, it's... they. There's a little bit of a stretch with some of the character choices. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess they have to... Christian's so self-absorbed that, like, he's like, oh, Josh... Josh ran, Josh ran away with the book to do his thesis. He's stealing the thesis from me. Uh, Mark is off fucking the, you know, the girl, the Swedish girl he walked away with. Yeah, he Maya. Doesn't, he doesn't even think 
twice about, you know, what his friends are doing. That's that that's true. There is some stretch of that. That's not a stretch of that character because he is. Oh, yeah. As soon as he when he threw Josh under, under the bus, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's not even trying to hide it. Yeah, he's so yeah, like stealing the thesis, like uh, yeah, just immediately throwing him on the bus. We don't associate with him. We're not friends. He's not really our friend. Like it, that was that uh, as much as it was like a what the fuck. It's also that's I think one of those. Did that ever get laughs in in, in the theater or, or at least chuckles? Um, I don't remember though because the the last time I saw it in theaters was the. It was the director's cut in New. I saw it in New York, and Ari Aster did a Q and A afterwards. Oh wow! So the whole audience was people who had seen the movie, and obviously it's like their shit, and they really fuck with it. And that screening was the one that got the most la- like laughs throughout the huh. movie in general. Like even like some of like you know, like Danny and Christian's like arguments, like thing like like things that were just would were said in those would get laughs just because wow. like how shitty christian is like people are like jesus christ like and then like uh mark's character obviously he's like the comic relief in the movie in general yeah uh up until oh yeah when he uh, dies another character there's like so 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 much fun to dislike yeah you know like uh when they're the first time they trip and he's freaking out and wants everyone to lay down he oh yeah 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 is uh his his fear of ticks, uh, and they're all fucking with him about mm, the ticks. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But he's yeah, like, he... he's yeah. like completely descent. He's completely like desensitized to any of the violence or, you know, murder at all. Like he was mad he missed out on the cliff jumping because he didn't go. Yeah, I, that's right. Out of all the things to let me sleep through. Yeah. <clears throat> the. Uh, um, having seen it a couple times and watching the, the, the director's cut were there uh, really subtle things that because uh, this is something that I'm really interested in that because uh, I've only seen it once um, uh, I imagine and as soon as I got done I was like okay I, I want to see this again but I'm going to need a little bit of space in between the next time that I watch it because there is so much emotional stuff to, to, to process um, have there were there things that you obviously aren't going to be able to to get at a, at a first go round that you watch it enough or with the the insight that you've um, you that you've got from the Q and A from the, everything that you've read about it that has stuck out that you wouldn't otherwise have have gotten. Um, I think um, if it doesn't if it didn't fully play for you on the emotional level. Uh, the first time through because you didn't really know what to expect. I think mm. that's what's going to hit you the hardest the second time around. Because mm. uh, it emotionally played for me the first time. Like it really caught me off guard. Like I did not expect to be, you know, crying during this movie about people dying in the woods. A bit, or, you know. <laughs> oh. And yeah, it was. Uh, I've walked away every time I've seen it. I've walked away. It like it's like almost like tears of joy. Like it's very cathartic. The movie. Mm, to me. Yeah. Like you're crying, but smiling the way Danny is at the end of the movie. Yes. Uh, that is essentially what, um, uh, uh, 
uh, I guess, accept. Yeah, that's what acceptance is. Um, yeah. And that's why that's the last stage in grief. Um, depression, anger, or d denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And um, uh, I also, I also think, uh, in terms of uh, uh, emotional acceptance, the movie Inside Out, the uh, the Pixar film. I don't know if, you, if you've seen that. Oh yeah, I that I again another movie that will I cry from like the minute it starts practically. It's fucking un unbelievable how how such a I've recommended this probably an unhealthy amount of times to all my clients um, to to get a full understanding of what it's like to hold um, opposing contradictory emotions at the same time. Uh, at the end, when joy and um, sadness um, push the button at the same time, and the multicolored ball rolls, I'm like, yes, that's that's exactly what it is. You can be sad that a relationship is over, and um, happy or content, satisfied that the pain of that relationship or whatever the thing is is over. It's it's very confusing when you think in a very black and white, no, it's either this or that, either I'm happy or I'm sad. No, you can, you can be both. And for someone who doesn't have a whole lot of emotional uh, intelligence, it could be such a, a minefield of what the fuck am I feeling right now? This is, it's supposed to be this or that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's weird that uh, all of my emotional, emotional intelligence seems to come through movies. <laughs> As... uh, no, good. In my actual real life, I'm not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, have a, I have a friend of mine um, who uh, I was just talking to him uh, earlier this week uh, about the same exact thing. Uh, he uses movies, um, not in an, in an unhealthy way, uh, but to do the very same thing. Uh, there's, there's, there's this prolonged development. There's relationships. There's, there's messages. There's all this stuff you can process stuff that you're going through via this, this outlet. Um, um, uh, because all this stuff that, that we watch in art um, is, especially when it's done well and there, there's a craftsmanship to it, um, it's usually a, a higher representation of something else that, that we're going through. Um, and, and that release that you know, we see that person, oh, they got it, awesome, yes. I can now be happy for them and myself in a, in a, in a different way. Yeah. It's like a validation of yeah. something you might not fully have even understood what's going on inside of you. Yeah. Um, uh, that happens a lot where people aren't even aware. Why am I having this emotional response? Uh, well, it's because this is a representative of something else. And if you spend enough time with it, um, it doesn't have to exactly be therapy, but if you do something cathartic and, self-exploration and you learn it by yourself then you can you can you know arrive at that um understanding and you know if it's acceptance acceptance yeah that uh that movie the florida project i mentioned earlier that i had watched this week did that for me big time because it brought up it hit real close to home about some of my early childhood stuff like living in like a like a shitty apartment in keensburg by the boardwalk and like oh keensburg Ugh. and it hit like it hit real close. It brought up a bunch of stuff. I didn't really know I was still dealing. Like I was like, Oh, I've kind of like, you know, come to terms with most of my childhood. I thought, and uh, that I, the movie, the end of the movie, I was like, we like, like 
heavily crying like and i <laughs> and i did for like i did for like the in, i just let the credits roll i did for the entire credits like mm. that was a that's mess. a powerful film it's a powerful yeah. re- reaction to have from it um it was something else to uh, oh um uh, these are only 40 minutes how, how much time are, are we in because i don't want to get i don't want to get cut off no, I think it's only if there's more than one, more than two people, it's only 40 minutes. Oh, that's right. That's right. I've been doing a whole bunch of improv stuff with friends of mine, and we only go in for with four to five people, so I'm, I'm used to that. Never mind. Yeah, yeah uh, we're cool. Uh, um, uh, I forgot where I was going to go. Bringing stuff up, accepting emotions. That'll probably come up later. Uh, <clears throat> another thing that I thought was going to be addressed, and because because I imagine there was um, there was a point to it, but I, I'm not sure what it is. Danny asking Josh twice for sleeping pills. Um, I still don't know what what the significance of of that is. I think it's just she couldn't. It was her, you know, self medicating to try and deal with all the shit that was going on. Yeah, you know, not being able to sleep and. And I guess it also helps explain why no one, why she didn't notice Josh left in the middle of the night. Mm. I don't. Other than that, yeah, I don't really know yeah, the meaning behind the sleeping pills. Yeah, hopefully, I'm not, not reading too much into it. And like everything, everything has to have this, you know, profound message. Um, uh, my instincts were saying that it's um, obviously sleeping is metaphor for death and, and death is the ultimate sleeping and uh she's like toying with this idea of well let me let me go to sleep let me you know go to sleep let me let me let me die in these like a more of a manufactured way as opposed to you know l- letting things happen um i don't know if there was any you know significance um uh going to josh uh because at that yeah mark mark wasn't there he had already been taken out and um, uh, I think I guess it's telling that she didn't go to Christian because that's not, you know, obviously their that relationship is frayed. Um, and I guess we can assume that Pele probably didn't have any because why on earth would would, would he need sleep medications if, if he's home? But I just I just I just thought that that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure if there's how much because like the movie is so like perfectly put together. In terms of like, like uh, there's like so much foreshadowing, so much, like uh, like all the murals tell you so much about what's going on. Like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Artwork in Danny's apartment before at the beginning of the movie that is really telling about like it's all there. It really tells you everything, and like the artwork that is around them in the movie. Mm. And uh, so yeah, thinking it, it is. Maybe the sleeping pills mean something more, but I don't know. Because, yeah, he puts so, there's so much. There's like also like a. Uh, there's times where there's like hidden faces like in the tree lines, like made out of the trees when they're tripping. Like you could see. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden, kind of uh, stuff going on, <clears throat> especially when they're tripping. Yeah, a, a whole lot of psychedelics. Um, and a really accurate, I think, representation of um, what it's like to get into that panicky um, state 
because uh, any time I've um, experimented or, or or even something as as mild as edibles, uh, I get I get super in, in my head, and it's and it's that when when she snaps out of it when they're sitting down and and Mark wants to let everyone lay down, uh, someone says something about family, and that's what triggers her out of it, and that panic like everything just right away is. Um, uh, 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 you know, really, really on point. And what I like about it is that usually with 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 media representations of of psychedelic stuff, it can be really useful in 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 a, in, a, in a right setting. It can be really therapeutic. What I like is that they didn't um, over stimulate or over um, emphasize the effects. Everything was kind of wavy. And it's just like like this, like in and out. And the guy smacks his hand. It's like this, like reverberating. That's pretty much what it's like. Yeah, you're not going to see dancing elves, and you know, blah, 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 blah. It, you're not in, you know, Wizard of Oz or anything like that. Uh, so I, I like how subtle that was. Um, but when you're experiencing it, it, it's 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 still very, like as subtle as it was. Uh, it was still very unnerving. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, especially when she goes into that outhouse like um bathroom kind of thing and she sees her sister behind her yeah uh, and her face gets distorted mirrors are freaky when it comes to psychedelics so again really good research on on that end too yeah that uh that hand clap uh plays for laughs big time in the theater does it yeah (laughs) but he's like why would you do that yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah, that's a big laugh. But, uh, <laughs> it is like, cause like she does the, she does mushrooms at the beginning, and has a very bad reaction, and then when she does it before, does them before the May Queen dance, mm-hmm. that's sort of like the right time for her to be doing them, I guess, kind of. Yeah. That, that like uh, yeah, I love the whole May Queen dance part. And I, when she wins, I love that scene so much of her just getting like swept up and embraced by the entire community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it almost is like it's almost so over the top. It feels like it's coming out of like a like an actual fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. Because like Paley um, swooping, sweeping in and kissing her and everything, and yeah, it's very very dramatic. Yeah, I was I was a, a small part of me. I think the first time that I saw two women collide. Um, and, and get eliminated, I thought, who are, are like, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, yeah, obviously she's going, I mean, I, I saw trailers and previews and whatnot. Obviously she's going to be crowned. That's, that's where this film is going. Um, uh, uh, are they, a small portion of me thought, I think they're, like, is, there, is there a chance that they're all um, allowing her and, and oh, oh, we bumped into each other. Whoopsie daisy, you, you go on. Or do you think it was more authentic that, that she legitimately won May Queen? I don't know. I don't know if uh, it really matters in the like the grand scheme of what the movie's about. Everything in the movie kind of happens in a way for like that serves Danny's like uh, healing process. Like it's almost like the whole that's from the time they get to Sweden to the end of the movie it kind of almost is like constructed in a way for Danny to go through exactly what she needs to go through to come out the other side. Mm. Like a uh, better. 
it, it, it has less to do with the process as long as she gets there. Yeah. So I don't know if it like a it matters if it was orchestrated or not. Yeah. In like the like you could nitpick and be like maybe it was maybe it wasn't but. In, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't have that much of an impact. Yeah, unless you're seeing the ending. <clears throat> like I see the ending as a happy ending. I don't know if uh, some people see it as dar- as having darker undertones and. Well, yeah, because because uh, you're not supposed to take it literally. Yeah. And, be- and maybe. Maybe I should take a page out of that book and and not look at uh, the literalness of whether it's orchestrated or not. It's more of of what all that stuff represents. Yeah, there's uh, people who take this movie way too literally, and I feel like they're missing the points of, point of it. The people yeah. are like, did Pele orchestrate her parents being murdered? It's like you're like completely off yeah. the mark. Like, stop getting lost in the in the, in the plot. This is yeah. more. This is less plot and more storyboard yeah, yeah. Uh, uh there was something i uh, did two things um uh, uh another part of the uh, why i thought it was female uh, uh empowerment um uh when the, the the london couple i forget i forget their names uh simon and connie when uh when when they get um, separated. They take out the, the guy first, and it's uh, 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 again. Let's get rid of. Let's get rid of him and manipulate the woman. Oh, he left. Guys do that all the time. It, it, it's it's this. Um, you don't uh, g- gaslighting. There you go. It, it, yeah. It's a, a great. There's so much gaslighting going on here that uh, usually it's women who are uh, recipients of that. Um, uh, and I imagine you've seen Gaslight. Um, uh, I mean, for for that film, in the 30s or 40s, whenever it was released, uh, to be such a term that we use in everyday language now, uh, you know, really speaks to how this has been a prolonged problem. Um, uh, women not being taken seriously, being taken advantage of. Um, uh, and, and I don't know why... Um, uh, outside of Simon and, and Connie being upset with the, the sacrifice, um, they didn't really do anything the way that Josh took pictures, um, Mark pissed on the ancestral tree. Um, uh, I, I don't know why. Um, oh, it's because they were outsiders brought in for, for the, the sacrifice? Yeah, they were brought in specifically, spe- gotcha. specifically so, for sacrifice, yeah whether they bought into everything or not wouldn't have mattered. They were going to be killed anyways. Yeah. Their okay. fates were sealed. Um, uh, in the director's cut, there's a, there's a scene of every, it shows everyone hearing Connie scream off in the distance. Yes. And uh, everyone just kind of is like, huh. And then it like goes back up to what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Cause like Danny's like, you know, she's, alone having a panic attack christian's doing whatever he's doing mark's being a dumbass like you know uh josh is trying to get like you know stuff for his thesis and mm-hmm. like you hear like a faint off in the distant screen and everyone's like huh and then they just like go back to you know whatever they're doing and the, like, uh, the, i i must have seen the director's cut then because that was in the version that that, that i watched was it yeah hmm. maybe it is maybe i didn't remember it in the theatrical cut maybe it's in both 
the director's cut has the um has a ritual that they do at nighttime. That's the big scene that's added in the director's cut. Uh, what was what was that ritual about? It's like the, like a they do like a little almost like play of like um, sacrificing. Like they're gonna throw a little kid in the lake. No, I did not see. I did not see. I did not see that then. Yeah, that's um, the main. Maybe I guess I don't. I guess I didn't remember that being in the theatrical cut then. But um, yeah. I, uh, Danny was the only one who showed some concern, but she was in the middle of baking those pies things. Oh, and is that she what she said, was well, doing? Yeah, she's like, "What was that?" And the the women that she's with uh, distract her away from pursuing that. Oh, okay. So she she remains to be the only one who's like level headed and like. No, I'm I'm trying to you know work through stuff. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to pay attention. You know things are off and whatnot. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I found interesting about that I really liked uh, during the, the 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 May Queen scene uh, when it's just her and I think like three people left, and um, I, I thought it was hilarious and and so just wonderful that she starts speaking Swedish. Oh, yeah, that is great. Um, um, uh, obviously, she's not, you know, again, you're not supposed to take this literally. Yeah. Um, my interpretation of that was this lovely moment of, ah, she's accepted. She's, she's around like-minded people. She's being supported. Um, there's the close proximity. She's been holding hands and, you know, trading, you know, uh, you know arm hooks with, uh, with everyone. And now, now she's part of the crew. And, and she has that family. She, she's, she's one with them. It's such a, such a nice moment for yeah, her just like, to be laughing. Yeah, just like as a, as a, nice, a good way to show like the level of like connectedness at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously Christian gets stuffed into a bear suit and uh, gets burned to death. He's like the, yeah, the, per, like the cleansing of all of, of everything. Yeah. Uh, the significance of, of, a, of a bear. Um, certainly there's that one scene where it's, are we not, are we not going to acknowledge the bear? And Pele says, it's a bear. Um, yeah. it, it pays off big time. Yeah. Um, I like that introduction and we never see it again un, 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 until the ending. And what I liked about that is that it's this kind of um, um, like, uh, foreshadowing obviously for later on there's, there's going to be a huge moment uh, with this thing but at the same time it's just a bear yeah uh it may not have any more significant meaning i don't know in, in nordic mythology if there's a significant you know image or, or or message when it comes to that but it's in a cage we acknowledge it it's a bear and um I don't know. Uh, as I'm thinking now, uh, Christian is in it at the end when he burns to death. And uh, what that is, is a paralyzed guy inside of a scary bear costume, um, which is probably what he is as a human being. Um, inside, he's this paralyzed, can't do much, uh, uh, just takes up space on the outside. He's this abusive, scary monster, and we're we're burning it. We're we're getting rid of it. Yeah, he becomes a symbol more than yeah. uh, 
than a, than a person. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's interesting that I don't remember exactly, but when the two members of the community that burn a lot in the in the temple, they both get a drug. Yeah. And one is for, I think one is to block the fear and one blocks the pain. Yes. And that is why one screams and the other one doesn't. Yeah. Because one of them is terrified and one of them doesn't feel anything. Yeah, the one who doesn't feel anything, that, that that's Pelly's brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Ingmar? Uh, well, no, Ingmar doesn't die. No. Um, no, the guy who uh, was mad at Mark for peeing on the tree, he dies. He puts himself in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, right? I, I'm. I, I, at that point, I was, dude. I was so anxious. I have. I have never. Like, I. I don't. There. There have been a handful of times in my life. I went through a breakup a couple of years ago, and I'm walking into. I was working at Costco at the time. And I'm walking in. I get off the phone with her. It's just post breakup, and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, this is. I don't want to be here." It was that time. Uh, a couple of days ago, I had a bit of an anxiety thing with this whole thing. Uh, those are the two major times that I've had. You know, I, I'm I'm usually calm and whatnot throughout this whole thing. After like those first ten minutes where I was, I'm in. There's no way that I'm turning this off. I'm too into it. Just I felt hot, and 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 just so uncomfortable. Uh, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't not stop watching it. Um, why, why don't I say that? Oh, just because, like, you, the small detail, like, which guy went into the, you kind of missed those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. I was, like, I was so in my head. I'm not, I'm not paying attention to details anymore. Yeah, it is, uh, it, the movie really, yeah, does take you for the ride. It doesn't, like... <clears throat> It pulls you in, so it fully engrosses you in a way that you are not escaping until it's over. Yeah, and and even though there's like a healthy amount of like predictive thinking, like you can see where some scenes are going to go. Obviously, Josh is going to get murdered as soon as he goes into that. You know, plus he's the black guy, so well, hello. Um, uh, I I I don't know if my anxiety was because I knew. That here we go. This is this is a horror film. You know, bad things are going to happen. Or if there was so much that was happening, it was hard to pinpoint, you know, exactly where they're going to go. And that's where the anxiety came in because there is a healthy amount of like I think accurate predicting that you can do. At the same time, there's been there had been so many jarring things that it's like uh, I have no idea what's going to happen next. Constantly that that on edgeness. Yeah, and you don't like a. Uh really know the first time watching it what's going to happen to Danny and the like how it's going to shake out for her yeah you know? oh yeah so, yeah yeah you don't know but uh you know she gets her fairy tale happy ending she has a family which it, it, it bugs me the people that are like oh but she's with this cult that kills people you know what's going to happen to it's not going to be good it's like I hate those people yeah <clears throat> If you if you think about uh, a woman in real life who, you know, puts her ex boyfriend's belongings, you know, or, or things that she that reminds her of him, 
uh, in a box and has a little bonfire for herself, uh, she's exercised those demons, so to speak. Um, fairy tale, awesome. And she happens to have a family at the same time, you know. Um, uh, yeah, th th this is the problem when it comes to people not getting it, just not getting art in, in, in general. Um, I can, I can see people taking jokes literally because their words, the dialogue I'm saying, you know, midgets have small people or mid midgets have small ears. You can't, they, they can't hear us talk about them. Um, that's a, a, that's a Scott Holt joke. Um, uh, I, I get that because it's a dialogue and it's words, uh, and there's less, you know, metaphor. There's, there's less meaning, you know, it's, it's not a movie, but it's all for the sake of something greater usually and you know people stare at paintings it's like oh, I, don't, I don't get it why they do that i don't know think a little deeper here you know feel yeah. a, a little deeper here yeah it's not you know even it's not about sometimes it's not even about understanding it's just about feeling it yeah <clears throat> you know I, I don't think people go to the grand canyon and maybe they do i don't know and they're like but but where's i i don't What's the point of this? I don't know. Just to stand in front, and be like, "What the fuck?" You know, where did this come from? This is this is crazy. Yeah, uh, that's the no point. Just to be overwhelmed with shit. Yeah, maybe there is some people that that are a complete bummer and just stand in front and be like, "Yep, this is the uh, thousands of years of erosion," and they just break it down fully scientifically in a way with no feeling or wonder of the Greek, the you know, the grandeur of it. They don't yeah, let it yeah. sink in whatsoever. <clears throat> at the at the very late Larry David kind of um, approach, there's a scene in, in in a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where he stands on the beach, and he's like, "I don't get it," and then his wife is like, "Well, you just it's the ocean." He's like, "Well, I like don't you find it calming?" He's like, "No, I find myself irritated because I don't get what other people see," and and I think a lot of people do share that. In, in, a, in a comedic sense that they, they want to laugh along with him. And I think they, they um, want to be in that sort of, Oh, I don't get it. I'm an outsider. I'm different. But in reality, if they just paid attention more to themselves, they would realize, no, no, uh, your feelings are telling you something. And um, you pay attention to them means you're doing a better job of paying attention to yourself and you may be a better person all around. Uh, but that takes too much effort, and uh, people don't know, don't want to work for that. Yeah, um, yeah, we're about we've hit an hour, and I don't really know. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? I don't really know if I, I do. Let's see. No, this was this was fun. Yeah, it was. I, I, I like that because I usually don't don't pick apart stuff like this, and uh, I'm glad that you that you asked me to do this because I I had been meaning to watch it, and then when you sent the reminder of hey have you watched it like, oh that's right I, I got to do that it gave me something to do and um, both watching it and and now doing this much appreciated yeah um, yeah thank you a lot thanks a lot it was I think this is good it's a good how many breakdown. how many of these do you how many, how many times do you think you're going to, I mean, you have so many movies, this, this, this is what you do. Um, uh, how many episodes do you, you anticipate doing with this? Um, until I get tired of doing it. <laughs>
that's yeah. yeah. Only do things uh, as long as they're for, for as long as they're fun. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, you. I'm guessing you haven't seen Ari Aster's uh, first mo- uh, feature length movie, uh, Hereditary. Uh, I haven't. Um, I don't know why I do this. I, I I think in some ways something is wrong with my brain. I have watched so many movies um, and TV shows, uh, usually movies in their entirety, um, but in random YouTube clips, uh, just like bouncing around. I, I, I've seen the ending to Hereditary, and and just like the the clips that I've seen, like on like a Saturday afternoon, it's brightly lit. Um, I'm watching it, and I'm I'm terrified. That is such a a intense and i've only seen it in chunks yeah hereditary will uh mess you up in a completely different way than this movie does yeah it's truly terrifying it i mean it has its deeper themes of like mental illness and uh you know family trauma and things like that but it like that will you won't be comfortable being alone for like for a while afterwards you know yeah, like a like that, a car ride by yourself, you will get creeped out. Yeah, that uh, that friend that I mentioned, who also processes emotions through through movies, uh, him and his girlfriend had uh, watched Hereditary together, or might have, he might have been by himself. No, no, I think it was yeah, they were together at like one o'clock in the morning, and he was like, "Bad choice. That, that was that was awful. <laughs> Did not get to sleep much that night." Yeah, um, yeah, Ari Aster's quickly becoming one of my favorite uh filmmakers in general yeah. uh, between him him and jordan peele they're, they're really pushing the uh the uh, uh horror um psychological thriller uh, genre yeah and um i guess uh you could kind of throw uh robert eggers in that mix too who did uh the witch and the lighthouse mm. um those are both fantastic movies as well yeah i've been meaning to i, I uh, all these movies I've been meaning to see with the, with the lighthouse. As soon as I thought, I'm like, oh, this this is different. This sound this sounds like it's right up. And I think you and I had a conversation about how it would be probably right up my alley because yeah, it, 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 it leaves a lot open for interpretation. Oh, 100 percent. It'll throw you for a loop. Nice. Uh, but I listened to like a A24 does a pod has a podcast like mm-hmm. the production. They don't put out episodes very frequently. Usually only when they have a movie coming out. And they had one of uh, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers uh, talking about Midsummer or Midsummer and the Lighthouse, and uh, mm. they brought up um, the director uh, Ingmar Bergman, um, who's a Swedish director, made a lot of films in like the '60s and uh, '70s and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. His two most famous are Persona and uh, The Seventh Seal. The Seventh Seal has that iconic shot of a, a knight playing chess with death. Uh, it's been, you know, parodied in, you know, tons of movies. Like the Bill and Ted movies ripped it off a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, they talk about him a lot, which kind of has sent me down a new path of, uh, you know, movies and uh, watch like what I've been watching lately. Really been delving into, you know, more like uh, foreign films and older stuff that I really know nothing about so hell yeah expanding your 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 horizons there yeah um yeah i guess that's the podcast uh thanks a lot for doing this i appreciate you uh you uh sending me a uh, an invite for it um hopefully uh 
this won't last too long and we'll eventually hang out at, a, at an open mic in the hopefully not so distant future. Yeah, I hope so. I, I don't know. This is, this is going to break people if it goes yep. on too much longer. I'm, I'm glad that it'll weed out the people who don't need to be in comedy. If, if anything else comes from that, I, ho- I hope it's something like that. I hope so too, but I have a feeling they're going to be back in full force at first, at least. <laughs> yeah, and then hopefully a, a quick uh, dying off of it. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, New Year's at the gym. Yep, yep, January. Good mm-hmm. old January, February resolution people. Yeah, because everyone's going to be like, I've been in quarantine, I could have died. Now I really have to follow my dreams. Yeah. And then they're going to learn that their dreams aren't that important when they much rather do whatever else that they did during quarantine. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm going to stop recording now.